Welcome to the Grief Dreams podcast. My name is Sean Ram alongside Joshua Black uh, with a very special podcast, a very unique one because we're not actually interviewing anybody, any anybody interesting or anybody uh, who's got a cool story to tell. No, what we're doing is we're going back through all the podcasts that we had in pretty much 2017 and giving you some of the juicy bits, some of the dream sequences uh, that I think have, have been very emotional and touching and um, pretty inspiring. Yeah, there's so many, and it was really hard to pick to, to do everyone's. We had over, I think it was over 40 people shared dreams, and so we just picked some of them. So if, you know, if you're listening to this and you had an episode on here and you didn't get chosen, it's okay. It wasn't anything wrong with your dream. It's just this is the ones that Sean chose. So uh, <laughs> just yeah, he puts it on me. Sean chose. Um, yeah, well, sure. Um, <laughs> most of the reason was uh, audio wise, quality wise, and also to kind of link them up to so that they actually uh, maybe had some sort of rhythm to them. But yeah, in all honesty, we could have had all of them. Um, it, you know, everybody, when people share dreams with, uh, about their loved ones, it's always very touching and emotional. And, and it's always, um, it's always very interesting as well, because, you know, we get an insight into their world and, and we learn something new. Um, I know this is Christmas time, so we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and uh, happy holidays. And also, uh, um, Happy New Year uh, as well going into the next year. Um, I know this is a very emotional time for some people and it's very it's it's very uh, nostalgic, it's touching, it's it's everything that the holidays is. So hopefully we can uh, you can sit with us and listen to this podcast and uh, get something out of it. Yeah, so I say like these are usually the downtimes. Hopefully you can get some downtime uh, over the holidays to just reflect on if you have your own loss, reflect on that or someone else's loss and use these dreams just as a way to remember how important asking the question of have you ever had a dream is to those people and to your children and, and to others. And so all these dreams uh, have a story to share and you can, a touching story about sort of you know who they are, what they're longing for, and what gave them comfort or gave them discomfort. So at the end of the day, um, we hope that you like this special episode. And we got another one coming after. So it's just part one of the, the two, two episode special. And so thank you again for listening uh, on your break and your holidays to us. It means a lot to us. And thank you for listening for this journey that we've had so far and that we're going to continue to have with our guests and, and their lost stories and their journeys. And again, thank you to all the listeners. We're talking about Canada, United States, <laughs> worldwide. I love shouting out the listeners because they're all, all over the place. And, and, you know, they're listening to us. That's amazing. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So this first dream is actually a dream from Joshua Black, and it's from episode one. <laughs> right? Right from the beginning. Um, yeah. yeah, it was interesting. And again, this shows that, like, you know, right off the get-go – wide open you know joshua black wa was not afraid to tell his uh his story was not af afraid to tell talk about loss and uh yeah it's, it's a beautiful little sequence uh any any comments on that josh yeah this was the first podcast so the auto quality isn't the greatest but um it was the moment that started it all so enjoy the dream and we'll uh, we'll talk to you after because he passed away the way he did, uh, I never got a chance to say goodbye. 
And so it was about three months later that I actually had my first dream of, uh, of him. And it was just, he was in the room, the, the bedroom, and I saw him, I was on the bed, and he was actually like looking through some stuff in my room. And it was so weird, because um, I'm like, I, I knew he was dead, but I went over there anyways, and I, I looked at him, he turned around and looked at me, and I said, you know, like, I'm, I never got a chance to say goodbye, I love you, I'm gonna miss you, you know, very much. And he just, you know, uh, basically embraced me, and, and I woke up, so it was very short, but the dream was so different than any dream I ever had. It was more vivid, but the, the biggest, I think, characteristic beyond that, it was the imagery was like it was in real life. Like there wasn't any elephants flying in the room. I wasn't you know, on go-karts you know, going through the streets. Um, it was just in the room I was sleeping in. And all the, the, the scenery was the exact same scenery that was actually in my room. So it was very, uh, very interesting, um, woke up, I didn't actually tell anyone about the dream. I woke up, I, I felt the impact of it. Uh, it. It comforted me in the sense of, I think I'm unlocking that block, being able to say, say goodbye. Um, and then I just moved forward. Wow, it's so crazy to hear myself um, and how I talked back then and our sound quality. But cool music, Sean, in the background. I give you props for that. And so as we move forward now to hear the next dreams, we're just going to say who it is in the episode. And so if you want to know more about their story of their loss, and what that dream represents to them some more, feel free to go back to that episode. Yeah, so we have now Jade Carling Black, obviously our team member and wonderful guest co-host. Um, so this is episode three uh, that we had the pleasure of talking with her. So hope you guys enjoy it. You know, I want to use this opportunity to talk about just one dream that I had about somebody that I didn't even know in their body. Who was uh, he was a spiritual teacher. His name is Neem Karoli Baba Maharaji. His his devotees call him, but he was just like a saint in India. And I always felt really connected to him, and I was led to him through Ram Das, who was another spiritual teacher. So he was Ram Das's guru. The most profound dream I had. He he died in 1970, or he left his body in 1972, 1973. So 10 plus years before I was even born. But I've always had a connection with him and stuff. And about a year ago, I had a dream. It was the night before my birthday. I had a dream where I was in this industrial type setting, and um, I was walking down the street and there was this old like warehouse and there was a riot going on so there was people flipping cars and lighting stuff on fire and smashing windows and, and stuff and I ducked to the right down an alley and there was like a little wood shed in there so I went into the wood shed and in the corner of the wood shed there was a I guess a you know a bunk bed or whatever so I went and sat down on the bunk bed and there was blankets there and uh I curled up in the blanket and I remember feeling, you know, oh, I'm in here now, I'm kind of safe and, you know, protected or whatever. And then Maharaji appeared to the right of me out of nowhere. And um, there's a story about how his devotees used to always want, you know, to get a spiritual blessing and they would try and touch his leg. And he would, you know, play games and pull his leg under the blanket. And, you know, people just wanted to, like, touch him, right? So he reached out to touch my leg and I pulled my leg under the blanket. And just, you know, started to laugh like it was, it was a joking thing. And he said, you don't want me to touch you? And I said, no, I do. And I lifted up my thing and he touched my thigh. And then he looked in my eyes and it was like the most vivid, like I, I could, sm I don't know what he smells like, but I feel like I could, you know what I mean? Smell what he smelled like and 
I could hear in the background like the riot going out out there. And he looked in my eyes and he said, all you need to remember is the dove of hope. And I'm not sure exactly what that meant, but as soon as he said that, I woke up. But I had like so much, I was so peaceful. Like my, do you know what I mean? I just thought a man that I don't even know, I've never even met him in the body. Like I've read books and story, Miracle of Love, which is a compilation of stories about Maharaji and, and all his, you know, witty little games and unconditional love, you know, stories of, like from his devotees and stuff. But. It was so profound, probably the most profound dream I had. And then I thought, you know, that's, you know, I didn't grieve his passing, but he had transitioned and he was coming to me in a dream. And there was no doubt in my mind that like that was his spirit. And we, we were having our moment in that thing. And, and, um, it, and I couldn't even really tell you all the ways that, that that changed my life. Maybe I'll never know but it gave me hope and a lot of comfort. Wow, that's actually really amazing. I think a lot of people, even when I have that certain type of feel for a lot of these dreams that they would call visitation dreams, where they get the sense of comfort when they wake up and it changes who they are. As I, as I say, like something like one dream of the deceased can like be like 10 years of psychotherapy. It gives you something that you could never get while you're awake, right? It, it did something to you. It was like, it was a significant event in your life. And you, you said you can still remember it. You can almost smell what it was. What, it's so vivid. There's something that's just implanted in you. And I want to take the opportunity to actually talk about not, you said you haven't met him. And the dream wasn't based on your grief per se, but it was based on him comforting you in, yes. in life. And this actually... Um, well, and it's kind of weird because I was thinking about him in the days leading up to the dream. Mm-hmm. Like more, I'm always thinking about him, but more than usual. Okay. So that's one thing I remember. So I thought, did I bring that on? Because I was thinking about it more than usual. I don't know, but that's just, you know, a little piece of something. Well, it's interesting, yeah, because it was just thought that we would always have these dreams, right? There's something, it seems like there's something more going on. Yeah. All right, next we have Kimberly Ryan shares a dream about her deceased son from episode 14. In, in the beginning, I had, um, I had a few, yes. Um, and when I say in the beginning, it was probably within the first few months. And, um, and I think that's pretty common for some people. Um, and there was one particular dream I remember of him where he was, uh, he was walking away from me. And he had this little, little, almost like, you know, the old medical bags that the doctors used to carry when they would go door to door, right? And he was carrying that. And what I noticed in the in right off the hop was that the clothes he was wearing. And the clothes he was wearing was something he would never have worn here <laughs> on earth, <laughs> uh, in his earthly life. Um, he was wearing a nice sort of beige pants and like dress sort of pants and a, and a light pink colored shirt. Okay. And uh, I noticed his shoes were really shiny. What would he normally um, wear? He would normally have worn jeans that were baggy and... Um, he would dress like us, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A hoodie, a hoodie, yeah. And his, his heavy metal kind of t-shirt stuff that he wore. Um, and, and I noticed that he was just very, there was something very pristine about him the way his hair was styled um, and when he he turned slightly to the left and looked over he didn't look all the way over at me just a little bit and I got the sense that he was going on getting on a plane somewhere and um, 
I didn't see the plane, but just that he was going to be going somewhere far away, right? And I woke up being a little bit um, scared and sad. I thought, where is he going? He's leaving. He can't leave. And um, so I spoke to a friend who's very open and into all of this stuff. And she said, he's going to school. He's going to school. He's going to do what he is there to do, you know. He's going to learn what he is now there to do. And that made me feel a whole ton better. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, so so it, it was a it was a helpful dream because it helped me know that he was going to um, maybe complete a mission or continue on with the mission that I thought he very much would have here. Okay. Um, but didn't have the opportunity to. It's so interesting. And has that been your only dream, or have you had dreams after that? No, I had other dreams after, mostly mostly positive. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, you know, one, uh, and at different stages of his life. Uh, so in one, another dream, he was very young, uh, maybe eight or nine, mm -hmm. and he um, he was coming down for breakfast, and he wasn't. He was just wearing his pajama bottoms, and that's usually what he did, and. He kind of peeked around the corner, came down into the kitchen where I was, and he just started getting out his cereal box and is pouring his cereal. And I'm standing there amazed and in awe, thinking, oh my God, he's here, he's here. Because, this, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. And he looked at me and, and, so, and I went over and I hugged him and he said, what are you doing, Mom? What are you doing? Like, because in his, where he was, he hadn't died. He was just getting up and getting his cereal. Right. Right. And I was just so wowed to see him. And the what that dream left me was was I actually felt him physically. And and that was really wonderful because I think at that point it had been about five years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and and even though he was a boy, and versus a young man at 27 when mm. he died, um, I felt him. Oh, I wow. physically felt him. In this dream, we have Jay Carling Black again coming on to talk about her dream of her deceased friend that she had, and this is episode 16. A friend of mine was um, tragically, tragically, anyways, it was a, a very tragic passing, but somebody I had known since I was about 14 years old, a friend of mine, just I knew him you know, from around the way when I was younger. He had passed away two years ago now, two years ago, a little less maybe. I had a dream of him probably two weeks ago, and it was weird because I was thinking about him in the days leading up to leading up to it, and I don't know why it just kind of popped in my head and think, oh, I haven't thought about him in a while, and and it was interesting. But I was in an institution of some sort, but it, it wasn't a scary institution. It felt more like a school, like an elementary school or high school, not so much a hospital or like prison or whatever. But really poor neon kind of or fluorescent lighting, and then long, you know, very clean hallway and white floors and you know a bunch of doors along it like it was classrooms or whatever but I came out of one door and looked to my left and at the end of the hallway I seen him you know my friend that had transitioned and he um, was walking in my direction and he had the biggest smile on his face and his eyes were kind of winced like he was you know smiling with his eyes too and he, um, he he didn't say anything but I saw him and I lit right up and I remember feeling oh oh my gosh there he is there he is and so I started you know I took a quick left turn and I started running towards him and you know like 
in movies and you know when you meet somebody in the airport that you haven't seen in a while you kind of run towards them and then you like leap up and hug them and they kind of embrace you and you're hanging on to them like a little koala bear it was that kind of situation so I was just running up to him and 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 I leaped up and he embraced me and I started to cry but they were tears of joy and I was smiling so big and he was smiling so big and we never exchanged any words whatsoever but the general feeling around the dream was like everything's cool everything's cool you know what I mean like I'm okay and I'm in joy and things are good here and it was such a warm feeling that I got and so he carried me down the hallway for you know what felt like was two minutes or three minutes and then and then I woke up and that was the end of it but I woke up you know it seemed so real to me so that was a really beautiful experience and and um, so I don't know if I was preparing for that by thinking about it in the days leading up or or maybe that triggered it I'm not sure but definitely a beautiful experience and gave me more comfort you know surrounding his passing What a beautiful dream sequence. So this next dream sequence is from Jen Trussell, and it is from episode 17. Have you had any dreams of your loss? Um, I have, yeah. Um, And knowing what I know now about um, grief dreams, I, I think I've had one actual visitation, and that was my cousin. And it was... It was a year or two maybe after he passed away, so it was probably close to 15 years, uh, closer to 15 years ago, um, and it was, it was really interesting. It was uh, just him and I, I think in our 18-year-old house at our old public school, and it was incredibly vivid, like just, you know, I, I could still see what he was wearing um, in, you know, the surroundings and where we were at the school, and I don't think we even talked, um, which was kind of typical of our, our relationship. He was kind of more of a quiet guy, but we were just spending time together. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. It gave you relief because uh, it was like a year after. Well, I'd be curious to know, like, you know, you never really had a visitation during that first year, but then after you kind of had that, you know, was there some relief or some sort of build up of angst before that? It was a really hard time that I was going through um, after he passed away because we were we were more like brother and sister, like we grew up together. So it was really more like my brother died. So it was when I look back at that time, it was sort of mostly black, you know, in my memory. So I, I honestly I couldn't tell you before or after. I think I woke up and kind of was like, oh, that was interesting. <laughs> But I was still very much in that mindset of uh, I didn't understand and didn't understand necessarily what it was. And looking back now, I know um, from working with Karen, the intuitive medium, that you know she describes grief dreams as only there would only be or a visitation dream as there would only be someone who passed away there, like there wouldn't be a mix um, and the vividness that sort of thing. So I now I hold it very dear to my heart because it's a very cool thing to happen especially knowing more about his energy because he's incredibly quiet so he doesn't show himself in a lot of ways either that was touching to hear Jen's uh, dream there so now we have Brian Boyd 
from episode 20, who is going to speak about his dream of a deceased friend, Bill. Ever since Bill disappeared, periodically I would have kind of the same type of dream. And I, I, I couldn't begin to put any sort of uh, how often it happens, but often enough to where I was conscious of the fact that I was having this same type of dream. And it was follows kind of the same storyline every time. And it's for the first couple of years, it was I was back in college and I'm going into my dorm room and I'm going up the steps and I turn the corner and, and Bill's just sitting there in front of my dorm room, you know, just hanging out. And I look at him and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, you're you're here. Why are you here? We thought you were dead. Why are you here? Where did, where did you go? We, we, I mean, we looked and looked and looked for you and we never thought I'd see you again. And, and Bill would say, you know, well, I just, I went away for a while. I just kind of wanted to lay low wanted to get away from everything and and now i'm back and 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 i'm back and like that would be the end of me like i would hug him and that would be the end and that was like kind of the base story for my bill dreams for oh gosh five five or six years and then it kind of morphed and then he would show up in front of my house that we you know me and my wife had you had moved into and 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 he's on my front porch steps and he says well i'm back and then then the dreams kind of changed a little bit. I don't know if it was just before the film or while I was in process. And my most, I mean, my most visceral dream, and, and this is the one that still kind of gives me hope. It was kind of the same type of dream where, I, I mean, I just, I go, uh, in my dream, I go into some random, like, you know, dive bar or whatever, in whatever city I live in. Because Bill was totally like the dive bar kind of guy. Like, those were our places. Like, they, they were not hoity-toity, you know, club bars we were we were water hole bar people and so i go into some you know dive bar and and there he is just with his feet up drinking a beer and i'm like i i can't believe i found you like how you're alive and he said yeah 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 and i was laying low and then just now i'm back and and i'm trying to call all my friends on my cell phone and my cell phone doesn't have signal i can't get anybody out and i was like oh my god i can't believe i found you you're alive you're really alive and he's like yeah yeah i'm back i'm like i'm alive and I, I remember at the end of this last dream where I grabbed him and I hugged him and I just squeezed him tight and I held him and I hugged him and I was like, oh, this is really real. Like, I really found you. And he said, yeah, this is, this is really real. You, I'm back. This is real. And he just kept saying that over and over. This is real. This is real. And I woke up just confused and angry because I, I legitimately sat up in my bed and thought I'd found him. Like, it was such a, a visceral message. I smelled his cologne when I woke up, just so confused at 6.30 in the morning because I'd found him and, and he'd, he'd reached out to me and told me that he was there, like that, that he knew. And just, it was so real and such a a moment that truly made me feel that he was listening. I'd always kind of been in touch with it. I'd always, I've always kind of been a believer in these dreams mean something. But man, that one just knocked my socks off. And just, I mean, I knew it. I knew it was a message. I, you know, the people that have had those dreams that are so visceral. I don't think there's any way you can talk us out of believing whether or not that that's a real thing. 
you know, and that's one of the things that you're exploring and that I tried to explore and just ran out of time was, is are these things real? Are they otherworldly? Are they just a matter of our subconscious trying to soothe ourselves? For me, man, that was, that was Bill saying, I love you. That was, that was a special time. Beautiful dream sequences from Brian Boy. Now we have another one from Joshua Black that we did on episode 11, dream sequence. Uh, so enjoy. Most people, if you haven't heard, they can go back to the first podcast where we talked about, I think, my dream I had with my father, and I got the chance to say goodbye. So in a lot of the news articles and a lot of other podcasts and stuff, that's what I'm sharing. But there's also this other side that a lot of people don't actually hear, which is kind of, you know, because you need time. And a lot of times time is valuable or words are valuable. So that was my first dream. The second dream I had was when it was about six months after his loss, and I had, I was in a, his minivan that he had, Safari or something, and we were driving to my grandma's house. And we both got out of the car, and he walked around the other side, and he pointed to the house saying, she's doing okay without me. And I looked at him, and I said, yeah, and I woke up. It's fascinating. I was like, that was it. But it was different, because it wasn't based on my own loss anymore, like the first dream was. It was based on my grandma's loss. I'm like, why would I, like, it was just, it was interesting. Was there any, um... Were you seeing your grandmother a lot that week, or was there anything that might have triggered well, that? Or? Well, I knew, like, I had a, you know, a deep, um, I was, I was close to her, right? And so I didn't understand that, like, this was someone who was very valuable to her, and she was in a hard time processing it on her own. Um, but she was also the type of grandma that wouldn't share her feelings. And so I know she was keeping a lot of it in. And my dad, you know, was, you know, one of those things she hung on to and clinged on to. So it was a huge loss for her. I knew that. And so, yeah, I was probably thinking about her at the time. And so it's probably maybe why it came up. Um, but sort of just when it did. All right, cool. So the next dream that I had in that series was in that same year. It was about three or four months after. And I was uh, in this almost waiting room. And it was all white. Everything was white. And, the, and I felt like I was waiting for someone. And it's almost like that Matrix scene where, you know, that before Morpheus comes out, everything's white. The person comes out, um, says, you know, your dad will be here soon. I, I get so excited, I wake myself up. And so that was like my first year. Those are the only three dreams I had, which was really interesting. But they shifted. I could see how they were changing. Um, before, it was like my dad um, was coming to me in that sense. But then the last dream, I was actually in this waiting room. So I was actually going to heaven or whatever the afterlife. It was almost like I was going to where they were. And you see that every so often in these dreams. A lot of time it's like they're on, like they're coming to earth, I guess, right? Or people are, that's the, the scenery. But sometimes there are these dreams where they're meeting the deceased in a different place that they're going, like almost like you're foreign to. Um, so that, that's that's the whole dream. And then I had a negative dream following that where my uh, my dad was in my house. I was, and my dad was coming from the basement with a, you know, uh, very angry look. And so I tried to close the door and he busted down the door and he was trying to, I believe he was trying to stab me with a knife. Um, and he kept, he kept missing and then I woke up. And so it's like understanding that even though I had those comforting dreams, I also had this negative dream um, at, at that time. And so it is common to have both, you know, so it's, and then I had started having dreams after that where he was just in the background, you know, nothing, 
You know, I wouldn't say it was that vivid. He was just part of the character. So whatever the plot was, he was doing that plot. So it wasn't really anything spectacular. That's some of like the beginning, the first three dreams were about. And so I sort of thought they more or less, um, they're fading. So I'm like, oh, like those first three dreams is almost like you're making new memories with the person because they're so vivid. Nothing was bizarre, and I just had like a different feel. So I actually thought those dreams were dead. Like, oh, okay, that they just go away. And it was only last year, last couple months. I think it was like eight months ago or six months ago. I actually had a new dream. So there must have been like a three-year gap there to have one of these dreams, which I thought was fascinating. And so this is the dream. He was in my room, the new room that I was at, and I just saw him in my room. And he walks up to me and he says, "Is there anything I can do to help you?" I said, no, Dad, I got everything I need right now. I said, maybe in a year I might need a new computer. And that was it. And he just smiled and said, okay, and I woke up. And it was, once again, it was very vivid, very real. Nothing bizarre happened. But I'm like, wow, I just had one of those dreams that I had in my first couple of years of loss. I had now, it's been well, eight years. So I'm like, why? You know, like, I wasn't worried about finances. I wasn't, you know, I even told him, no, I'm good. So it was just like, I can't even explain that dream. Yeah. You know, but it was just a good dream that, you know, I just like took another look at I'm like, wow, I'm, I was glad I had that dream. And people have this, right? So people have these, these shifts in their dreams, sometimes based on what's going on in life, but sometimes it's just, you can realize it's not about grief anymore. And just this other aspect, almost just maintaining a bond that they're still there with you at that time. Because I said an answer about the computer, which I will need because I have a Mac right now and I've had it for three years now. And I know it's, it's almost time to get a new one. So I know that, like, legitimate to where I am in my waking state. But, you know, I wasn't praying for it. I wasn't asking for it. So, like, why that dream? I don't know. But it was still kind of comforting at the end of the day. Wow. This is actually a really amazing process to hear these dreams all over again. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. We have many dreams left to share as we do episode two of the uh christmas is it what do we call this uh dreamcast dreamcast so that was dreamcast episode one this is dream and dreamcast episode two will be uh coming up very shortly it was fun doing it yeah and i, I love the music and i love just going back to the memories that these people shared and it brings and putting the music in actually makes the dreams come alive more i don't know if you noticed that sean yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's very dreamy, and we tried to kind of match songs that kind of uh, go along with the sequences. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's uh, remembering those uh, lost loved ones and uh, honoring them. So we hope you have a Merry Christmas. And just if you're new to this podcast, uh, thank you for listening to this and you know even sharing it to other people who may uh, benefit from hearing about the discussion of these dreams of the deceased and then to know more about our platform go to griefdreams.ca and if you haven't heard uh, i'll be doing a talk in chilliwack bc which is about 40 minutes from vancouver and you can go on the website under presentations to find out more information about that but the big thing is it's on january 27th and there's going to be two talks one for the public and the other one for those who work with the bereaved and so please if you're in the area check it out if you know someone in the area let them know Sounds good. And as always, uh, you can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, and lots of other places. And yeah, we like to end our podcast with love and gratitude from us to you.
pronunciation in English. And questions? I have introduced myself. You have introduced yourself. This is a very good conversation.